Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brant-Bernard. We have a special guest coming up next to kick off Hour 2 with the family. Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. playing this song for it's a little bit i don't know randomly did you did you see the video of him no. oh he started bawling his eyes out saying i'm sorry but i gotta go oh, oh god it was a what video of what he's well, he's retiring and he's very sick i guess oh he is he is I understand he's quite sick, and uh, he just, oh, God, it was this. He starts bawling, they had to come out on stage and put their arm around. It just was he really has pneumonia. He's got pneumonia. Yeah, he's very ill, I Which, know that. He has pneumonia. Yeah, it could be nothing. could be bad. Could be something. Yep, it could <coughs> be. I've had pneumonia at camp, so. Well, there you go. Well, there I made you it go. Most people end up dying of pneumonia because... That's your last thing that happens. Depends on the age. He's only 72. Yeah, yeah so he's not that old. Yeah. Surprisingly young. Old. But, yeah, if, if you – actually, if you get a chance to see the video, it's very touching and very sweet, but it's really hard to watch because he, was it, he is what, so devastated. What was it on? Uh, it's on the Internet somewhere. He was doing an appearance – he was doing a concert, and he couldn't finish it because oh. he was so sick. And he knows he's wrapping up his, you know, his career in the next couple of years. So it, it was devastating for him. It was really hard to watch. I mean, I shouldn't say it was hard to watch. It was, it was painful to watch because, you know, it was so sweet. Very nice. Is Aaron Kerman ready to go? We're trying to call him now. Oh, you're trying to call him now. Okay. Uh, let me know if he's going to be popping in there or not. I think Andy's got Whatever him on the phone wants. now. Uh, CNBC original series listing impossible premiering on Wednesday. Oh, it already pre- yeah, it premiered in January. As a matter of fact, I've seen the show. Oh, it's got three episodes left. That's cool. Uh, but I'll talk more about it when uh, if we can get Aaron on the horn. Is is Andy having any luck? I think he's on with him right now. I believe. Oh, excellent, patching excellent. Through. Patching through now. So everything is good. 
I like it. Aaron Kerman? Oh, yeah. nope. Hello. No, those big houses are hard to sell. Yeah. I thought you were putting them through. <laughs> we're trying. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't even imagine what some of these people put in their homes. Well, I just swimming I pools face like you know like made like someone's face. Yeah, they do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think the record just got broken in the last couple of weeks. A house that just sold somewhere in California for some obnoxious price, but I think it broke the record but, for highest house ever sold in America. It did, yeah. And they they tried to sell a Beverly Hills mansion for like four hundred million, but I think it eventually sold for like one hundred and fifty or one hundred sixty million, something like Whoa, that. Whoa, that's a lot of money. A lot of money for a house. You imagine the property taxes? No, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to know. I would guess the property taxes would have to be about a quarter million a month. Yeah. The, yeah there's, they, they'd have to be a quarter of a million a month, I bet. Yeah. We Bring got Aaron. We can ask Aaron. Aaron would know. Aaron Kerman, ladies and gentlemen, listing impossible. Kerman and his team tell stubborn multi-million dollar mansion owners what most other agents won't. They will tell them the truth. He'll do whatever it takes to get their challenging property sold. But first, he must convince them to let go of their pride, recognize their mistakes, and follow his plan. I couldn't agree more, Mr. Kerman. How are you? You damn right, Tom. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Can Aaron not hear me? You should be able to. I just, we just, we just were able to hear you. We were having some challenges, but we're on now. Oh. Well, it's good. You're at the right place because I have challenges every day, Aaron. <laughs> oh, well, welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I'm right there with you. No, we were just talking about. Seems like uh, the better actually, we do, the more challenges we get every day. I understand that completely. It's uh, it's kind of interesting that the, what we're talking about, Listing Impossible, CNBC original series, Listing Impossible. Uh, there are three episodes left this season, as a matter of fact. Aaron Kerman and his team tell stubborn multi-million dollar mansion owners what most other agents won't. They tell them the truth. That's got to be hard, Aaron, to tell, tell, tell those guys the truth. You know, it's surprisingly easy. We, uh, we, we really love to do it. Uh, and it's part of who we are. Uh, we, we diagnose problems, and uh, we don't sugarcoat it. Uh, but what's really interesting is the reactions that, that they give us. I would imagine that's true. Now, I do have to ask you a question about this, because we're talking about houses that have massive uh, property, tax, uh, property taxes on them. Since the whole salt tax thing went away with the, and again, I'm not going after Republicans or Democrats or Trump or Bloomberg or anybody. I'm just asking. Since you cannot write off your property taxes on off your federal return now, did that crush those homes or at least do a lot of damage to them? You know, I was very nervous about it at first, but, but to be okay. clear, we really, we really haven't felt much of a difference. Um, really? You know, it seems the rich are still getting richer, and, uh, you know, I specialize in selling uh, in California, and, uh, you know, people still want to be here, and it seems as though they're willing to take take the tax hit. You know, I'll say this very quickly. It's off topic, but, you know, uh, you sit around and you watch television, and then 10 years goes by, and all of a sudden everybody's worth $60 billion. Aaron, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> Man. I, I ask myself that every single day. Uh, you know, I grew up from uh, a very modest family myself, and um, I look at the numbers that cross my desk uh, on a daily basis with people buying all cash, and it's unbelievable how much money is out there. Uh, 
And it's oh. not just the, you know, 50, 60, 80 million dollar houses I sell or five or six. Sometimes, we, you know, we see that the 500 and 800 and people are just paying cash for these properties. Really? So, yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, shocking. Um, it's shocking. I mean, there's just so much money out there. Uh, and I always wonder how everyone, I mean, how everyone make it, how everyone got to that point, because right. not everyone, but, you know, obviously specific people. But, you know, it's tough out there, and it's, it's not easy to make a dollar. Uh, and so uh, it, it's quite fascinating. But what I've noticed is the people that have made it and people that do have that kind of money are very, very frugal with their money and, and really tend oh, yeah. to watch every penny. And that's mm-hmm. why my job uh, oftentimes is so hard. And so when people watch our show, they see the reaction of people pretty much not wanting to spend money to sell a house. And, and sometimes, you know, money, money does not buy good taste. And sometimes a lot of people, <laughs> people have made very bad decisions in their real estate purchase. Right. I can understand that. Now, L.A. Nick, uh, has a, 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 you have that question about the most expensive home ever sold. Yeah, so I, I just saw yeah. something recently. It was one of the most expensive in in California. And I also wanted to say this: I know a lot of. I spent a lot of time in Calvary, lived in Cal- Los Angeles for a long time, and I have a lot of friends who rent their homes because they get so much money. It's like thirty thousand a month for a, for a month. Really? For a nice house up in, oh. up in Mahone. So they rent them out and they rent apartments because they're making crazy money a month just renting their house. But I did notice almost every single person that I know who's renting their home, the people that rent them are not from are not Americans. Hmm. They're mostly yeah, you know, we, we, we do a lot of business on, on high-end rentals, uh, and it's not uncommon for us to get anywhere between 30000 a month, and it could go up to, no joke, are you sitting down, 500000 a month on oh, rental properties, depending on the price point of the house, uh, and it's a very, very, very lucrative way to make money. Yep. Um, last year, uh, we had four sales above $100 million. And this year, we've already had two sales above $100 million. So it's just supposed to show you the level of wealth and investment that these, these billionaires are buying is, 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 is absolutely staggering. But I, I did notice the people that I know who rent their homes, almost every single person who rent them were either from like Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia, very few Americans oh, yeah. renting these big properties. The Middle East yeah. has a lot it of It was money mostly right people from the Middle East, and especially in the Beverly Hills area and the Hollywood Hills area. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the rentals become double and triple, and the majority of those people renting those homes are from the Middle East, uh, Saudi, Qatar, um, Kuwait. Uh, and they come in, and they're just willing to spend astronomical <clears throat> amount of money uh, for these for these luxury rentals. And there's a lot of them. No. There's a lot of them. There's there's Tom. There's so many. There's there's believe it or not. There's there's so much money in California, especially Hollywood Hills. People have like Mitzi Shore, Paulie's mom. She owned eleven houses in the Hollywood Hills. They nobody even went to them. One time she said, "Hey, you can go live in one of my houses up there." I go up there. There's a family living in it. And I come back and oh, I tell her, so, "They just they just there was nobody there for so long. They just moved in." Wow. Wow. And by the way, that's, a, that's, that's one of the really big liabilities of these rentals that we have, too, because, you know, there are hoarder situations. And believe it or not, once somebody is in a house, it is hard to get them out. It's not as easy as just calling the police. No, I, I, I went through it firsthand. I actually rented a house in Hollywood, and it was an ad on Craigslist, and I went and paid 
went and met the people. It was a dress, well-dressed couple. They let me in, and beautiful craftsman home. And they wanted, at the time, this was, this was 20 years ago, they wanted $2,800 a month, first, last, and security. So I paid it, signed the lease, moved in. And two days after I moved in, there's a knock on my door. I look out, it's two sheriffs and a guy. And I open the door, I'm like, can I help you? And the guy's like, yeah, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> Because the people who rented oh, it to wow. me, the people who no, rented way, it to that, me, that, that happens all the time. We, we just had a very similar situation where somebody was living in a ten million dollar house, and it took them one year to evict basically a squatter. Yeah, oh, God. was it furnished? <laughs> so the, the sheriff told the guy it was, he, it, it was furnished. There you go, good. Uh, nice. So basically, the person was living the, the life of luxury for a year, but. Ultimately, we were able to get them out, and the uh, story ended well. Yeah, mine mine ended well too. I made a deal with the, with the homeowner for me to keep renting it because I got I got screwed too. I mean, yeah, your rent money. Yeah, Absolutely. it happens. Well, a lot of people, you know, take out these ads. Exactly what happened on properties that are not theirs, scan them, and uh, continued. I mean, we deal with a lot of things like not only that, just on rentals, but. Recently, we've been dealing with a lot of like scam purchases where people will literally hack into email addresses, oh, and when God. it comes to closing a property, uh, give bank bank accounts, and, and people will send their closing costs to random people all over the world, and it's it, it's been a really big problem for our business. That's terrible. Aaron Kerman with us, ladies and gentlemen, listing impossible. Now, Aaron, who wrote your bio for you? Because I got a line that I want to read you. Do you, do you know who wrote your bio? Um, you know, it came from me, but it was probably rewritten. What's the line? I'm curious. Okay, you ready? You ready, Aaron? I am. Listing, impo- Listing Impossible starring superstar real estate agent Aaron Kerman. What do you think of that, Aaron? Okay, I definitely did not write that. <laughs> I'm assuming that that came from, CN- I'm assuming that came from CNBC. Uh, and... Um, I, I think it's, 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 it's funny it. to hear, but, you know, I'm just a regular guy that sells these multi-million dollar homes and happens to be caught on camera while we do it. No, Aaron, I got to tell you, you said you, you grew up a pretty, uh, uh, like, lower middle class, something like that. Is that right? Yeah, my dad was, so my dad was uh, in the trucking business. My mom was a teacher. Um, I definitely didn't so grow up in the class. world that I, uh, that I live now. Um, do you remember so, the... You know, I really had to work for every dollar and... Um, and, 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 you know, it was a struggle. Um, growing up, I had learning disabilities. Uh, I, I believe it or not, oh, okay. I couldn't speak very well. I had a bad speech impediment. Uh, and so, you know, to be named one of the top sales guys in L.A. Uh, or in the world, really, um, is, is quite an honor for me and something that I, uh, I'm very proud of. Um, and what I, love I like the fact most that... about the show is now I get to show people, you know, not only what we do, but... You know, it, you know, it, it, it's entertaining watching rich people being told all the things they've done wrong and how to fix things. But really, you know, the show's yeah. an education, and we're all about showing people how to not lose in real estate and hopefully to win. Yeah, I uh, basically probably I, I grew up, you know, low, not even lower middle class, just kind of lower class. And I, I, the reason I asked you that question is, I remember the very first time I walked into a house that was worth more than twenty million dollars. I thought, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't, I had no clue that people actually lived like that. You, you know, I used to break in, uh, this sounds horrible, I shouldn't admit this, but Uh-oh. when I was like seven Uh-oh. years old, I used to ride my bike, and if I saw, and I would go to the very wealthy neighborhood, and if I saw like an empty house that I thought was vacant, 
I would literally go in at seven and imagine myself. I think I imagined myself living there. And, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds really bizarre, but it was, I think, one of the ways that I got to where I am today because I, it, it was something that, I, even though it was far away from me, it felt very close to me because I just kept making it mm-hmm. close. And I remember I, 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 a couple times I even made my parents pretend to look like they were buying these homes because I just wanted to see <laughs> them and feel them and see what they were all about. I love the fact that you're so honest about that because we we've had a discussion about this lately. Uh, about guys like you and guys like me, and nothing special about us except for the fact that is what this—that's what America's all about. Aaron Kerman became this, you know, as it says here, superstar real estate agent. Uh, you know, I ended up uh, having a nice career and meeting a bunch. You know, that's what to me America's all about. That Aaron Kerman can go from, uh, you know, the teacher and the trucker, mom and dad, which is great. It's a great way to live. Nothing against that. But to to, to telling multi multi millionaires and billionaires, you're doing that wrong. That's America to me. You know. Yeah. By the way, it's it's something that I, I think we should all be so grateful for. Um, Absolutely. Because while we have our problems. Um, America is just such a great place to be able to succeed, in my opinion. And, you know, if I, I always, I mean, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like if I can do it, anybody can do it. And yep. so I, yep. I, I love that that's where we are. And, and what's even more interesting is a lot of my clients that are billionaires, far richer than I ever will be. If you hear their stories, their stories are equally as interesting. And a lot of yep. them started you know, from literally nothing and, and grew these multi-billion dollar businesses and became who they are. And it, it's just, it, it's really interesting to be able to see and watch. It is. It is a lot of fun to watch. I think people living vicariously through you watching Listing Impossible against on Wednesdays at 9 o'clock Central Time, 8, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, of course, three episodes left this season of Listing Impossible with Aaron Kerman. I think people are living vicariously in these houses as you show them these things. They picture themselves telling a billionaire, oh, you did this wrong, right? Yeah, well, I think it's a little bit of an aspiration because, you know, our show yep. is a gateway into these luxury houses that a lot of people cannot get into. So it mm-hmm. starts with what I call house porn. You know, it gives that, it, it's that sensation of that house porn <clears> moment. <throat> And then when you add on, um, you know, a combination of rich people being told what they don't probably want to hear, and then on top of it, you know, we have takeaways. Um, ho- hopefully the, the mix uh, has been really, well, it has been really well received, and it's, it's been so fun. And I've gotten so many comments from so many people that are just really grateful for being able to, you know, watch what other people's mistakes are so that they don't make those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. No, that makes complete sense to me. I think it's, I think it's a terrific. Thing. How much time do we have left with you, Aaron? I don't want to. I don't want to hold you up, but I have. You tell me. Okay, how are we doing, Andy? On time. Uh, we are two minutes over. Oh, we are. Uh, would you mind if we take uh, a very? I just got a text saying we need to move on. With oh, we do that. Yeah, they just. There <laughs> yeah. you go, Aaron. Thank you so. Much. I need to have you back though. I want to talk to you more about this. You're a great guest. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Aaron Kerman, ladies and gentlemen, K-I-R-M-A-N, Listing Impossible, is on Wednesdays on CNBC. Three episodes left this season. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. 
So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Yeah, I think, I do remember uh, there was a movie when I was a little boy called The Yellow Rolls Royce. You remember that movie? Nope. No. No. Yeah, it was a movie called The Yellow Rolls Royce, and I remember seeing it, and I was a little boy, and I thought, someday I'm going to own a car like that. No, I never did own a Yellow Rolls Royce, but, you know. There's still time. Make them anymore. <laughs> they, yeah, they probably don't. Painted. But I think shows like this are kind of good, seeing, seeing, you know, I get to see, you know, let's say I'm making, you know, I'm an average person. What's the average person in Minnesota make now? About sixty grand a year. Family, the family's about sixty yep. a year, isn't it? I'd yep. say it's a good guess. Yeah, somewhere in that area. So you're making sixty grand oh. a year. So you're doing fine. You're doing wow. just like everybody else is doing. Nothing wrong with it. Actually, what? median household income in Minnesota is seventy thousand. Well, so average so that's, is that's probably impressive. average is ninety. So Minnesotans are doing well. Is ninety? Yeah. Really? What date was that data from? Uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm sure it's hasn't changed that much since then. Actually, I think it has. You think so? Yeah. It's gone up. Nope. No. Or down. Gone down. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Really? Uh, 2019 median was seven or 68,000. So it has still gone down, down slightly, thousand. but you know, still pretty high. Well, I mean, it's the, the reason it goes down is because new people move into the state. That's exactly yep. what's happening. And the Nor- the Norwegians, yeah, Germans, exactly. and Swedes that had good worth actors are moving out. Yep. Yeah, they are moving out, unfortunately. But uh, in any case, I th- he was a terrific guest. I really like him. Yeah. He's very honest nice about guy. it. Of course, he sounds like he's about 20 years old. He doesn't <laughs> so look very old. So. Do. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, You guys, well, remember we went to Johnny Goodman's house, Andy and Alex? Remember for that, was it a Christmas party? Yeah. Yes, uh, it was a Christmas party. Where you met Bill Cooper that was there, I remember, and... And Andy, you ended up working for Bill Cooper and at the Robbinsdale Twin City Federal, and but that house was about fifteen million, I think it cost. Uh, something like that. Yep. Fifteen million. So, what was your impression of walking into that house, Andy and Alex? A fifteen million dollar house. 
I mean, that was a long time ago. I don't really remember my thoughts. Oh, it didn't really have that big an impact on you? Did it on you, Alex? I remember once we went to somebody's house for the 4th of July, and he had Born, a slide. Yeah. yeah, and he had a slide. Oh, Born, yeah. That house was ridiculous. Yeah, because he had a slide from his bedroom into his pool. Yeah. And it was like more. That was like you could tell that he became a multimillionaire overnight and was like, how can I spend all of this? Yeah. That he did well, I think though. it's not so much about like the house cost itself. It's yeah. like, yes, it's a big house, but it's the extravagant, ridiculous. I mean, like, mom and I used to go to open houses on Palm Beach Island. And they're not that uh, nice for the price, yeah. Palm Beach houses aren't that nice. No, no. but they're, they cost like old. for what you could get. Yeah, here you could get a house that's like three times that big than the one. But there Beach. are some houses that are like covered. Every spare inch of wall space is covered with like extremely expensive art. Yeah. Well, so it's yeah. like those are the houses the, that I'm like, oh, this is wild. The super, yeah. the super big money <coughs> modern houses are up in the Hollywood Hills that are just breathtaking. Like, I, there's one that has a glass wall around it, and there's somebody polishing that glass. Anytime you go oh, by God. it, there's five people out yes. there cleaning Sounds that glass. So Such a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never down, yeah, I, took a, I took somebody that was in town down Ocean Boulevard to go whiz by Mar-a-Lago and do the little... Well, some of those of houses Palm go Beach. on forever. They're actually tearing some of those down yeah. and building... Again, I mean, I mean, we're talking. I don't even know what they must have paid for the tear down fifty, sixty, hundred million, and then they're just redoing the Jesus. whole thing. They're pretty Where? old. They're pretty old houses, On though. Ocean Boulevard. Mm, really? God. They are, but a lot of them were Meisner um, architecture, yep. so that they had that uh, historic tax break. Mm. Yeah, but they were. And I don't think the, people care about it anymore. They were built in the twenties, <laughs> and they're you know they're not they're weathered pretty good, and they're leaking and. Rot, going, yeah, a lot of rot going on, and a lot of people gutted them and redid the insides. Yeah. Well, it's like once the wood these... rots, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it has to come down, mm-hmm. and especially true. being right there on the ocean. Yep. And oh that yeah. Moisture. Oh god! Every time we go, where we went down to Florida, like back when we lived in a house down there. Every time we went down there, all the batteries and everything were like just exploded. Oh, yeah. Battery acid everywhere because of the salty air. <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah, that's like four mi- five, uh, yeah. That's like ten miles off the ocean. Too. Yeah. I mean, so, I lived I lived right on the intercoastal. I you open your, your car hood, your whole top of your air cleaner solid rust and. Yep. Salt air isn't good yeah. for anything, but. No. Yeah, I suppose not. For a little bit out I of the air. I suppose that is true, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I, I think this uh, this show we were just talking about uh, with Aaron. I just, I think people like to watch those shows. Kind of like, is it the same reason they watch shows like The Bachelor because they see themselves Definitely. in that role? That's the reason Harry yeah, Potter was so well, popular because like, everyone was like, "What if I oh, was really? a wizard?" What was the first one with Robin Leach? <laughs> Lifestyles of the Rich and yeah, Famous. Right. Of the rich and Famous. I mean, that right. was a hit because people wanted to see inside yep. that world. Mm. And then it became MTV's Cribs. I was saying, then there was Cribs. Yeah. 
There, there's yeah. a kid named There's a kid named Evan Metropolis who's been on the he's been on the cover of, of Fortune 500 and all. He has like eight houses in in Beverly Hills. With a name like and, Evan Metropolis, and, and they're so. all like just over the top homes. He has the house right behind the Beverly Hills Hotel, and then like seven more up in the hills, and they're all different themed of different eras. Like he has a 70s house. It's all deep shag carpet and acrylic <laughs> oh, clear acrylic furniture. Yep. And it's a total party house. Mm. Then he has like a 1800s house. Like it, he, his houses are just sick, and he's a young kid. See, I feel like if you gave me 500 billion dollars, I still wouldn't do that. His dad I'd bought be like, him. I can't justify pissing all this money away like his that. His dad bought yeah. him Hostess yeah. Twinkies as a gag gift. I remember he's a that. Stoner. Yep. Oh, my God. oh. Well, that's like I. One of my friends yesterday. She was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You're feeling sad about your parents selling their house." Whenever I was like, "Oh, you know, it's sad, but it's for the best," and yada yada. And she was mm-hmm. like, "Maybe one day you and Dan can buy it back." I was like, "Nope. Hell no. <laughs> no interest." <laughs> Maybe not if at all. Melissa has octuplets, then maybe. No, it's but just no, I just have no interest in living in a house that's big and I mean I liked I liked living in it, but I yeah. wouldn't like paying for it. Yeah, paying for it and taking <laughs> care of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Taking care yeah. of it's the tough part. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, the house I don't we just sold. I enjoyed wonderful. like I enjoyed taking care of the farm property. Dayton, some people do. Dayton, I would yep. live in again. Well, that's different than just like, oh, I have to take care of this house. Like the farm property, it's like I've got animals and you're kind I of enjoy. like you're helping. That's I di- really do. That's different than just taking care of a house, though. Yeah. And the Dayton property isn't as like ornate and grandiose as right. the Golden Valley property was. Yeah. Which required a lot more like, you know. Because Dayton has always kind of been, it's a big house but it's still a yeah. farmhouse so right. it's not like you know yeah. i must polish the brass every day right <laughs> oh, it's really? all it's all Catherine, we did, did in golden valley nobody was, was we didn't have any brass, the brass so there wasn't any brass the diamonds needed so to be recut on a regular <laughs> you know it's Get kind up. of interesting how Lef- that that whole deal shakes out because uh Catherine and i were looking at other houses smaller houses to buy in case we did ever want to sell our house and we're going from place to place to place we walked into the house we live in now, and we both, the second we walked in, we went, yep, this is it. I remember that. Yeah, you just know when you but, know. Hmm. I had actually seen it before. I, I oh, went I in, didn't know you'd seen yeah. it before. Yeah, I'm, You lied to me. I'm an agent, you remember. <laughs> yeah, but you lied. And I was looking for our next home, just trying to find out mm-hmm. how much you can buy for X amount for the square footage we wanted and where and all that stuff. And I looked at a ton of properties and I remember saying to Tom, I want to bring you to this one. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. It's going to be one or the other. And he walked in, he's like, I love it. Well, it definitely has a lot of personality. Is it, isn't that everything it with does, Tom yeah. though? <clears throat> oh, oh close boy, to look it. at the time. Show has to end early today. I don't know if you know that or not, but, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I walked in the house. Honest to God, I walked in the house and I went, "Yeah, this is it." Yep. It's weird. I didn't even get downstairs before I thought, "Yeah, this is." I know where I you just live know. Now. I think sometimes. Well, that's you like a vibe know. from a house. I was talking to somebody this morning, and I was like, "I, if I sold my current house now, I don't think I'd be sad, like to move out of it. I'm not attached to the house itself. I'm attached right. to the land and the mm-hmm. like, the area." But the house, the building, I'm like, nah. The house, it takes a while yeah. for a house to feel like, you know, this is part of me. I've lived there for six years, it's six not really and a half years, yeah. and I've, I've raised two like kids first, in it. Your but first house, 
is something. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's always going to be important. Like the first house you buy on your own in life. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose, mean, like you know, yeah. that's the house that you that. and Dan got married in, basically. Yeah, and then you're, and the, it's house the house you, you grew, had your kids in. The so house you grew yeah. up in is different. Yeah, like it's your family house. Yeah, but I started my family in this house, and I'm kind of just like meh. Like my parents are in the, still in the same house when I was four. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? They still live in the same house. <laughs> I moved into it when I was four years old. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, that, no, it also depends on, you, know, you guys haven't done a lot of stuff to the house. I mean, you've done some stuff, but you haven't done a lot to it. And when and if you do do anything to the house, that personalizes yes. it, makes it, makes it, it feel yeah, more like I don't know. Yours. I'm kind of like, true. I'd like to just knock it down and... <laughs> Well, well, pay it off, and then you can do that. Well. I don't want to do that financially, but if I like mm. had if I had tons of money, instead of moving into a big house, I would knock down my current house and build a smaller, more well thought out house. You know what I did yesterday? I count the light bulbs in my house. You know, as you do. Probably a lot of nice life. Just, just no, fun. I did. I, I counted the light bulbs. In my house. Do you know how many light bulbs are on that property? In just the house or the entire property? The property. God, I, 200? 263. Huh? 263? Well, yes. Think just the there's 263 light bulbs in that house, in that property. Not I tracking. could see that in that property, yep. 263 you know, light bulbs. That means back when everything was incandescent, all the 60 watts, that means you were drawing 130 amps just for the light bulbs. Which is oh, 30 God. more amps than my house can handle. Why do you think I was so crazy about you kids turning off the flipping <laughs> yeah. lights? 263 <laughs> light bulbs. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's like 1,400 watts I'm the just I, worth of light bulbs. I've been changing them to soft glow LEDs, which... That's are, very smart, because 263, yeah, changing those to LEDs, you're well, going to save want, hundreds. But I want soft glow. I hate uh. that bright white. Light. Well, yeah, everyone. Yeah, I, don't like I live that in. Either. I live in darkness. So I Dan like always. Soft glow. I live in darkness. And the ones that weren't soft glow, like the lights that Catherine had put up recently uh, outside the barn with the new siding, they were bright white. Catherine's garbage so lights. So I had a gel. I had a. I had a gel Lowe's with yellow gel. You gelled because that was like a spaceship, like yeah. a spaceship taken off. <laughs> Old LEDs were very. It was like it was like daylight out there. They were harsh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just realized something. Talk yeah. with listening to you guys talk because I am. I thought I'd be much more upset moving out of the Golden Valley house than I am, and actually, I'm not upset at all because I do love our new house so much. But I just realized why I don't have that experience because when when your mom and I lived in in uh, on Croftview, then moved to to Maple Grove, that was a move up to a five acre little mini farm. Which I love. Then we moved from that to, to where L.A. lives now, which we love that house. Then we moved out of that house to build our own house. Uh, I was all excited about that. And the reason I'm not upset about leaving that house is I just realized the last time I felt really bad about moving is when our house got repossessed when I was a little kid. <laughs> that makes sense, though, doesn't it? I yeah. never thought of that before. It's full circle. But when they come to your door and say, you got to get out Today, uh, it's like, and Pat O'Brien and I moved the furniture all by ourselves. Just the two of that's us. That's why you won't participate in moving. You got uh. that right. <laughs> Pat and I moved all that furniture ourselves in one day because we had to get out that day. That was sad. Mm. I remember that being very sad. <clears throat> that makes sense. That would be, yeah, horrifying. But what the hell? We all got over it. Life is good. Everything's terrific. And, you know. 
Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Was your New Year's resolution to work out at the gym to lose weight? And now it's almost March and you haven't shed a pound? Well, do what I did. Let the coaches at Ultimate Weight Loss help you lose weight fast. With the help of Ultimate Weight Loss, I lost 41 pounds, another 42 pounds in each of my first two 40-day programs, and I didn't have to exercise. Summer will be here before you know it. So start now, look great, and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with the help of my friends at Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost. Due to the tremendous success of their clients, they are now opening a Woodbury location. That's on March 2nd. They will then have three locations to serve you in Plymouth, Edina, and Woodbury. Starting today, live your healthiest life. Schedule an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost, 763-333-7337, or go to their website, ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. But Alex, you've got a very nice house. What the hell? It's all right. I don't know. Okay, never mind. It's very like it's, never it's mind. just it's very like builder grade. There's no personality to it at all. Yes, there is. I mean, we ad- we've added some so personality like to card? it. It's very yeah, like Sears catalog, right. 1985. Like yeah, there's nothing, and like the laundry room is tucked in this tiny area by the garage. Yeah. It's just, it's not planned out well at all. And it's just well, I wouldn't like, put it on the market anytime soon after you're talking about this on the air. And but, it's just really. no. If we tried to sell our house right now, it would sell oh, yeah. for they make money, crap ton more money than we bought it for. Oh, that's no, I suppose that's, that's true. The yeah. Time to sell. Yeah, I know, but oh, yeah, I, now I that don't. Melissa's a realtor. She's got access to all those stats. Yeah, I yeah. Don't... Crystal has gone up like sixty percent in just like the past three years. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Damn. I don't know. I love our land. I love our neighborhood. I love our location. I'm very attached to those things, but the building, the house itself, I'm like I don't mm. love it. It's interesting. Because yeah, you would think that the <laughs> your kids it. being born there would kind of make it Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, you'd think. It's never felt like and I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a woman thing where it's just like it's just so much freaking crap to clean up everywhere well, all the time. A lot of work. I just it's exhausting. <laughs> so I might get to know your mother again after she doesn't have to be the landlord for our our last house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but you know what? I won't have... miss hanging off the cliff trying to trim the bushes back. That well, you just saw they what will be there. You just saw what I did at the pond. Yeah, I'm talking a lot of work. Clear cut. It is a lot of work. I hauled away tonnage. I have not met the family that bought the house, but they uh, apparently... Well, the wife is the one that really wanted to buy the house. She she was all fired up, right? The, the, the woman? I thought both of them really liked it. Well, they, I think they did, but they have three little girls, and that makes me very happy knowing that three little girls will grow up in that house. I think that's terrific. Yes, absolutely. The house will be used. The house will be used. There's a dance studio that Alex had there, mm-hmm. and there's, you know... They're all that great stuff. So, yeah, it makes me very happy that that, uh, that type of family bought the house, and they're going to be very, very happy. It's a very <laughs> private Most people have no idea that house even exists because it's hidden on the back of an island. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Seems like all your that. houses were pretty private. 
Yes, they are, including yeah. the new one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. I love the, we take a break I here, love don't the we privacy. Uh, I mean, we're 19 oh, God, minutes yeah. over right now, but... Oh. Oh, we didn't take our other break? <laughs> no. So, honestly, oh, at this God. point, maybe just go all the way, and then I'll insert them after the fact. Because we're like 10 minutes oh, from all right, done. we'll just do that. Okay, so... so we get, Yeah, 10 minutes. Okay, we're 10 minutes out. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, well. Ah, man. I like, that oh, I, no, was gonna t- I like that no one can knock on my front door. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we did, too. No one can knock on mine, either, without getting arrested. <laughs> getting arrested. Getting no. If you No, if you have a no solicitation thing on your door, you can call the police if somebody knocks on your door. Yeah, but it could it's be a neighbor. A funny. felony. It could be a neighbor. Well, it usually is. I'm talking it. Like when... Oh, I told Mom about this. Our neighbor girl, who's like 10, I think, came over during dinner one night... And just wanted to bring Fawn some stickers, and Fawn had a full-on starstruck panic attack. She was like rolling Why? around on the floor and covering her, covering herself with a blanket and like laughing he hysterically that, yeah. because she was just right. so excited that the little neighbor girl came over and brought mm. her stickers. It was. But I thought hilarious. Sagey got all whipped up too, didn't he? Well, Sagey kept on. Yeah, he was like waving his arm back and forth, and the little girl's name is. Jocelyn or Jossie, but he says Joss, and he was like, wait, he was like, Joss, Joss, waving his arm up above his head back and forth and like really trying to tell me something. And I was like, she came over, she had stickers, she knocked on the door, dad opened the door, she gave dad the stick, like trying to figure out what he was trying to tell me. And he went on for like 15 minutes. Waving his arm Sagey. and saying Joss over and over again, and he was spun, spinning in circles. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> this whole house. They have a little caffeine at the house? Or? Every, yeah, I'm like, no, it's just because the neighbor girl came over to bring fun stickers. Oh, Everybody well, lost their sweet. mind. So sometimes it's <laughs> nice when sweet. your neighbor knocks on your door. She's a nice kid anyway. I know, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Though. She's very Two very, doors down or three doors she's, down, right? Yes, she's very fun. sweet. Fawn just went and covered up in a blanket in a corner. Yeah, she like laid on around. the floor, covered herself with a blanket, and was like... <laughs> I'm like, okay. And never even saw wow. her. Well, yeah, it's kind of what she did when she met Santa. Remember when she met Santa and she hid under a blanket on the on the bed in the cabin? What? Oh yeah, yeah. She, she like very hit in the weird. corner and was yeah. She yeah. hit in the corner, she gets, and covered herself up with a blanket. Yeah, she gets very she gets sensory overloaded. Yeah, like I don't even know how to respond to this. I need she to just <laughs> starstruck real easily. Yes, she does. <laughs> She's right. really hoping Andy, I gotta, that. Oh, me? Oh, go ahead. She's really hoping that Maleficent is at Disney World when uh. we go. She's very interested in Maleficent because we read Sleeping Beauty a bunch, and she was like. I'm going to be nice to Maleficent, and then she'll be nice to other people. You know, she won't be the price, mean. Right? What? Of course they Disney did. World, 200 Why bucks. What? Yeah, they just raised their price this week. Per day? Yeah. Oh, well, good per thing person? we already bought tickets. Yeah. What, they raised their prices today? No, a couple days ago. $200 a day. How much per person? That's it's always been two hundred bucks a day. I don't think so. Maybe adjusted for inflation. It was a big story that they raised their price. No, I have not heard that. Fun. Well, that's the riffraff out. Yeah, uh, Disney World Midwest. Put it in Kansas, so it's nice and central. It'd have to be under a for what it costs to go to Disney World for a week for family. You can go to Europe. Yeah, you can easily. Oh yeah, probably go to Japan. No, you're absolutely right. There's there's no question about that. But um, so, God, I was just going to ask you guys a question, and I can't remember what the hell it was. 
I don't remember. We were just talking. Oh, going to Disney World. Going to da-da. You know they're getting rid of Fox Searchlight. They're just going to get rid of the Fox. It's going to be called Searchlight. Did you know that? No. What the hell is Fox yeah, Searchlight? Yeah, Disney. It's a movie studio. Oh. Searchlight Pictures. I had no idea. Uh, it's, it, was, it was Fox Searchlight Pictures, but apparently uh, Disney decided they don't want the word Fox on there, even though they own the place now. So it's just going to be called Searchlight now. Yeah, like, you're right. Who cares if it's called Fox? They do. Why would you care? I'm sure a lot of people are on Twitter <laughs> complaining why? about it. Because that's what people like to do. You could name some place Commie Searchlight. I don't care. What do I care? Right? That's because you you don't have time on your hands to worry about these things. Well, I suppose that's true. I'm too busy actually, like, you know, contributing. Right. <laughs> I tell you, people have, you know, must have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. Counting oh light bulbs. You mean. It, let me give <laughs> no, you an example. I did that because I, I wanted to do an energy audit of the property. Uh, oh, yeah. And how'd that go? Well... I'm, you know, I went to Excel Energy. And they sent an auditor out to to see what's using power, and they said, "Well, we don't see anything." And I'm like, "Then why do I have this crazy electric bill? Show me what's using the power. I want to see right. it. Show right. me, show me the device so I can change it." <clears throat> and they they couldn't find anything, except the water trough heaters. They cost a hundred bucks a month, by the way. Oh yeah, those are. Oh, those yeah. use yes, a lot of energy. And, and yeah. I and I have I have three of them, and I have two heated oh. bird baths. Mm. So well, a little tip, a little farm tip, is insulate the troughs. They're insulated, but the water heaters aren't on thermostats. Oh, mm. they should be. I know. Okay. All right. We'll close with this. Um, do you think that the press will say anything now to try to make money? Because yes. I do think they absolutely will. Absolutely yes. anything. 100%. And they'll also, Who, they'll also not say stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll hide oh, God, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They'll hide <laughs> stuff, too. Okay, so who says... Who alleges that Trump offered him a pardon if he'd say Russia had no hand in the DNC oh email leak? Who, who, who alleges Trump offered him a pardon... If he'd say Russia had no hand in the DNC email leak. Who said that? Someone I've never heard of. And it's the lead story on a lot of news sites right now. I can see it. Yeah, you can see it. It could be a lot of people. Okay, you ready? The One of the filthiest human psychopaths of all time, Julian Assange, is claiming uh. that's what Trump said to him. Mm. It's like you lie and say, "Look, I'm not a big, you know, you know, support Trump at all costs. He's the president, so I'd like to show him a little more respect than a lot of people do. But it's not I'm not protecting him. But I just thought, really, that's your lead story today. That Julian Assange, who, by the way, looks like he's about 200 now. What happened to him? He, well, he's been, he lived in know. an airport <laughs> for four years. Yeah. Well, that's true. He did. Yeah. But I just the the thing that. Uh, and it's not a, just a political thing. It's people will now do anything for money. Has it always been that way? Nope. That people do anything nope. for money? No. Nope. I didn't think so. But they now, it, it money, 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 no matter. They will ruin people's lives for money now. Integrity has died a really very has. long, slow death. Not just sad. That's, so you can line your pockets. Especially in journalism. It's really in, oh, the, God, in the toilet. Yeah. There's no doubt about we it. Well, how about, about those college professors? Oh, horrible. College professor, he's been arrested because he was a spy for China. Yep. And he was a professor at Harvard. We were were talking about this before you came on the show. You know the Wuhan Wuhan province where where the coronavirus first broke out? 
That has the mm-hmm. biggest virus research center in the world in that town. Oh, God. Oh, and the God. first d- person to get it was somebody who worked there. But they're not talking about that. No one's talking about that except Japanese news. Japanese news talking about that virus center. But American news doesn't talk about it. No, of course not. It's too much money involved. Once again, too many Americans make too much money from China to ever throw them under the like bus. Like Bloomberg. Yeah, like Bloomberg makes a ton of money from China. I don't know. Is well, it a good idea? Apple stock dropped, stock dropped lots today from it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can't even go to work anymore. That is very, very true. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Life is grand, right? It is. It is. If you make it that way. All right. Yeah. That's true. We will talk to you later. See you with guys. With the family. Bye. Bye.